0: The Mid America Music Festival is back, bigger and better than ever for 2021, rocking northern Missouri with autographs, Turn out the radio. slaughter, and great white, plus the 90 Days band. Friday, July 16th at Black Silo Winery in Trenton, Missouri. Gates open at three. Concert starts at 4:45. Tickets, camping, food trucks, and more. Information online at midamericamusic.com. MidAmericamusic.com. Autograph, slaughtered, Great White, the 2021 Mid-America Music Festival, Friday, July 16th, presented by CFM Insurance. Grab your friends and get your tickets now at midamericamusic.com. Turn it up. MidAmericamusic.com.
1: What's up? This is Joey Allen from Warrant, and you are on the road to rock. Turn it up. We roll tonight to the guitar bite, And for those about to
2: rock, I salute you.
0: You are now on the road to rock, powered by the Great American Sports Network. It's not just a podcast. It's an unabashed celebration of rock's living legends. And now, please welcome your host, the master of your rock and roll road trip, leading you down the highway to hell, Clint Switzer. Live before your naked steaming ears, you are on the road to rock. I am your host, Clint Switzer. Thank you for taking this trip with me. And guys, we are off and running here into the month of June, which means summertime, which means trips to the lake, which means, yes, outdoor live concerts. Guys, the concerts have returned And one of the first tours that we saw announced uh, here about a month ago Sticks and Collective Soul. This is a tremendous and somewhat uh, eclectic pairing. And uh, I believe that both bands have the same management. So, Sticks and Collective Soul, that's going to be my first show, guys, since October of 2020. And before that, it had been February of 2020. This is unbelievable. Sticks and collective soul touring together and on this show we're going to be welcoming not one but two guests one from each band including lawrence gowan he is the front man from Styx, and what a tremendous job he does we're going to be talking to him about the new Styx album which of course is called crash of the crown it is due out june 18th you don't want to miss this album this is the band's first since 2017's the mission I think crash of the crown is an even better more well-rounded album and uh, again you can go to sticksworld.com to get all the information get all the tour dates for the sticks and collect a soul tour and on the second half of our podcast is going to feature an interview with none other than the return of dean roland yes back in the music mania podcast days you know back in the before time in the long long ago dean roland was a guest on the show he's coming back on to talk about Collective Soul and uh, their tour, which is coming up here. It starts June 16th with Sticks, And Collective Soul is just one of those bands that you can see them on any bill. You've seen them at Rock, Oklahoma, big festivals, headlining on their own. I've seen them headline a festival in St. Louis a couple years ago with bands like uh, Living Color was on that bill, uh, Everclear was on that bill. So Collective Soul, that you just can't really... Pigeonhole them into one category. They are, you know, they're kind of everywhere. And they have a new EP out called Half and Half in which they do a couple of covers and a couple of originals. Uh, One of the covers is actually uh, the one I love by R.E.M., another Georgia band. R.E.M., of course, hails from Athens, Collective Soul from Atlanta. And uh, they also do Opera Star by Neil Young and Crazy Horse. Head over to CollectiveSoul.com to get the information on uh, the EP on the tour. Go check these out. When bands were still postponing, there was uncertainty still. This is in early May before like kind of mask mandates have been lifted. They announced this tour together and I applaud them for it. They were kind of out front when bands like Motley Crue and uh, even Kenny Chesney were postponing Sticks and Collective Soul. They announced this tour and it is happening. It is on. It starts uh, June 16th. So get out there and uh, check it out. Support these bands. Bands are back out there and touring, which means this summer is being dubbed the Return to Rock. We have been waiting for this, guys, so get out there and support bands that are touring. No question about it, it's uh, it's a long time coming. We're excited about it, being outdoors with your friends. There's nothing like summer concerts. That's really why I do this podcast. I think back to my upbringing, and of course, I'm only 37, so... So many of the bands that I grew up going to see—you know, this was like Poison on their reunion tour in '99. I vividly remember being 14 years old and going to see that on a June night, and uh, just I, just being blown away by the live experience from a very young age. And now, the fact that I still get to go out there and still do this and travel and interview these bands it is just mind blowing. And we want to thank everybody for uh, for your support all these years. And we've rebranded the show. We are formerly the Music Mania Podcast. Now we're on the road to rock and it is the reception's been tremendous. Cannot thank you guys enough for hitting us up. The website is road to rock You can hit us up uh, on our Twitter and our Facebook, just search on the road to rock. And of course I am Clint Switzer. I always love the interaction. Always love to answer your questions. Send us a message send us an email to road rock podcast at gmail.com. If you have a band you want us to interview, if you have a live review of a show you want to do, send it to me. I'll put it up on our website. No question about it. So, We got two guests this week, which means we need more of the guests and less of me. That's just how it works here because on this podcast, you already know the songs. We tell you the stories and you take this journey with us. Our first guest is none other than Lawrence Gowan from Sticks, and it's coming up right after this.
1: Live music is back with this year's Mid-American Music Festival presented by CFM Insurance July 16th through the 18th at the Black Silo Winery in Trenton, Missouri. See Great White Slaughter and Autograph July 16th. Granger Smith featuring Earl Dibbles Jr., Morgan Evans, Daniel Bradbury, Travis Marvin, and more July 17th at the Mid-American Music Festival. Purchase your tickets and see the complete lineup at midamericanmusic.com. That's midamericanmusic.com.
0: This is incredible how about how about the last year i wish i would have invested in zoom about a year and a half ago <laughs> <laughs> i wish you had as well i wish you had told me to do so. <laughs> well this is just incredible I, uh, man i'm so glad to to be able to do this in this fashion you look great you got the hair is growing out and it's you're looking a little you're looking a, a little dapper i gotta say a little, a little something it's a little something it's uh this is the covet hairdo it, it comes. <laughs> It comes with every pandemic. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, hopefully, there are no more of those, Lawrence. We are, I think, I think we are on to some some better times ahead. I, I, I hate, I hesitate to be too positive about something, but yeah, I, I know you got to be careful. You got to <laughs> be careful with that positivity
2: nowadays because it can it can end up punching you right in the face. But well, no, I think I think you have good reason to be positive. I uh, I'm hoping to get my second uh, vaccine shot before the shows start. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to remain positive with that, but yeah. no, we're, we're, we're blasting ahead, and, um, you know, it's time for, it's time for concerts again,
0: and we're going to, and we're going to do that starting next month. You absolutely are, and, you know, maybe it's coincidence, maybe there was something behind it, but sticks seems to be kind of on the forefront of, uh, of, of concerts going forward, because it seemed like there were still bands kind of pushing out saying, say, Oh, well, you know, we'll, we'll push to next summer. We'll go to the fall sticks. You guys announced the tour with collective soul announced a bunch of dates to the summer and rolled it out there. Coincidence. Or was there kind of something in the works there? You guys really wanted to make this happen. Didn't you? I think we, we really wanted to make it happen.
2: I mean, it, it's, I, I think, you know, as a band, we wanted to make sure that we're, we're not going to do something that's uh going to be unsafe for people, you know, and that's, and, and a lot of that comes down to your own responsibility. It, t- it took over a year for people to finally realize there are ways of mitigating the transmission of this thing. And you can probably go and enjoy something, especially in the summertime, um, if, if you're, if you're still, you know, a little bit cognizant of what, of what the reality is and just face up to it. And your own responsibility comes into play, as it will with for the band. You know, we're not going to. Uh, things are going to be different backstage. The catering is going to be different. The whole, the whole way that we are able to interact with people, at least initially, Clint, it'll be, it'll be much more restricted than it used to be. But the show will still be. It well, not only will it be full out, it'll probably be more, even more full out, because it's uh, if if such a thing exists, because um, we've had a year to sit and think about what we're doing next.
0: Yeah, I've been sitting and thinking about it for a long time. My last show was February of 2020. It was Aerosmith in Las Vegas. My next show will be Sticks. You guys are going to be here in Missouri for two shows, not just one, but two, Lake of the Ozarks and Kansas City. Can't wait to see that with Collective Soul coming up. That will be my first show in a year and a half. So to say that there's some anticipation and some buildup, that's going to be incredible. And I'm glad that it's you guys. Uh, You've been a part of this band now for 22 years. Not to date yeah. anyone, Lawrence. But that's incredible. I think the last time we had you on it was 19. It's now 22. What what makes sticks? What makes this situation such a, a good fit for you? Other than the fact that you're awesome and that your voice carries over, and you're just a tremendous fit for the band. But personally, with these guys, what what makes this work?
2: It's a joy to go on stage with these guys. It's it's rare that you're in a band where realize that everybody you're on stage with kind of gets it knows what the uh knows what we're trying to accomplish every single night uh todd has said you know he's and he's such an accomplished musician our drummer todd yes we've to this point we've never had a bad night we've we've had times when things go wrong on stage but we've managed to save it and usually the audience never even noticed. I mean, like some calamitous things have happened as far as power going out or just completely, you uh, know, someone got the wrong set list and we're playing two different songs. <laughs> but, but we we have um, we managed to we've managed to get through these things uh, and kind of land on our feet. So with all of that and the incentive of a new album, Crash of the Crown, which is coming out on the 18th of June, uh, it's full steam
0: ahead. It absolutely is, and I couldn't be more happy for for you guys. And uh, you talk about the new album, and I've just I haven't had a chance to because to, with Sticks you have to really have time to delve in and sort of it's an experience. Yeah. Sticks albums are experience. So I've heard the songs. I love what I'm hearing. Crash of the Crown. You mentioned it. It's June 18th. You know, kind of talk about this release. Do you feel like the last year and and plus of of no touring commitment? Sticks always does. You know. If, 30, 40, 50 uh, on upward amount of dates a year. Do you feel like this last year was pivotal and being able to have the time to get this done? In some ways, yes. We actually, Clint, we actually played usually 100
2: shows a year. Yeah. It's kind of the benchmark. I think we might have played 90 in 2019, and then another, maybe another 12 or 13 in the early part of 2020 in January, February. But um, having, we were two thirds of the way through recording the new album when the pandemic hit. We finished the last third of the record uh, roughly, you know, a few months into the pandemic when we realized let's use this time creatively and make sure that we finish the record that we were working on, especially in light of the fact that I started reading the, the rereading the lyrics and realizing, these songs seem like they're written about the period that we're in right now, even though I know they were written about six months earlier. So I felt like, you know, we all felt this is, um, this is timely. And there's something kind of tapping us on the shoulder saying, finish this now and, and, and get it out there. So our record company, Universal, they uh, were very pleased with the record and wanted to put it out, but thought we should really coincide this with when you guys get back out and play live so that's become the the coordinated effort is to figure out when to do that when you know when the audience will be as safe as we can hope for and uh, and the band as well and that the music feels timely
0: well i'm excited about this because i think that to see an album take form it really needs to take form in a live setting so I'm assuming yeah. we're going to be able to see a lot of some of this new material on on this tour, and how excited are you to be able to present it in that live fashion? Because sticks is, like I said, it's different uh, with sticks because it's such an experience.
2: I'm, I'm mostly looking forward to seeing faces, just <laughs> <laughs> uh, seeing seeing faces looking back at us. I think we'll probably introduce this record, Clint, much much in the same manner that we did with the mission, where we would initially not even announce it with a new song. I remember we we put radio silence into the show and early on I would see you'd see part of the audience going is this trying to figure out what album this is from and then you'd see somebody behind them with their arms in the air going like this because they've already got the record and they realize what it is and as the year progressed the next two years progressed you saw more and more of that to the point where You know, in Las Vegas, they said you could do a show of this album in its entirety. So we did did a few of those. And uh, I think with Crash to the Ground, it will be a a similar rollout. I can't say for sure. But the great thing with this record is the songs are very quick. They're very quick little Mm -hmm. pieces of music intentionally. And that's that's how we were able to fit 15 songs onto, onto an album. You know, you can only really put five, usually four or five per side. But the songs are very short. Uh, and, and because of that, I think they're gonna slot pretty seamlessly between the classic uh, historic legacy material of, of the band that everybody wants to hear and, and the, the new direction that we've, that we've taken things in and the new things that we have to offer. I think that's another great thing about sticks. They'll find a seamless way of, of, of a very palatable way of kind of weaving it in with the fabric of, of the entire band.
0: Yeah, no question about it. And I, I think that's what endears the band so much. I mean, to me that uh, that, that sticks and there's so many bands that uh, thank goodness uh, are from that era that are still around and still able to command an audience. You know, you guys have toured with bands, Ario Speedwagons and, and Foreigners and bands like of that ilk. Yeah. What does it say yeah. about that era, about those songs that they still live on in a amphitheater setting with uh, tens of thousands of people that still clamor for this? 50 years later well you the last
2: that you just said is the most important part i, I think it's now and it's an indisputable it's the rock music classic rock music in particular we'll put it in there. it's the grand musical statement of the last half of the 20th century you know for 50 years music has been defined by by rock music and uh you know, you, this new millennium new world will come along, and then there are new forms of music now with rap and hip hop that have really taken a, a new uh, place, center stage. But the last half of the 20th century is that music, is rock music. And the bands, as you said, being able to see bands like Boston and Foreigner and Art Speedwagon, and, and uh, the list goes on in Journey yeah. and, and Stick, Kansas. Uh, But most of all, sticks. of course, Uh, (laughs) to see those bands continuing on uh, is really a testament to just how strong the melodic content and the lyrical content was of those songs. I find it amazing when I see people that are half the audience on any given night can be under 30 years of age. They weren't even born (laughs) before the, the biggest albums of these bands were made. And yet they relate to this music and they connect to it and see themselves in the songs as if they're living concurrently with it. I, I would say that that's also true if, if I was to say that as a little music historian, the first half of the 20th century, we could, we could roughly say that it was defined by jazz, jazz, blues, mm-hmm. and, and those those influences. And that music was still very relatable in the last half of the 20th century, even though it wasn't the center stage. I think we're in that era now and when you, when, so now these bands are, they're revered as being, you know, great, yeah, the, the great prophets of that time, musically speaking.
0: Well, for you, Lawrence, I mean, you had another life as a extremely talented, well-known, renowned musician with your group, Gowan. Yeah. And yet, what is it a, creatively, you know, about about Sticks that, that kind of keeps you invigorated because you have, you know, all these abilities, you have so many things, uh, you know, about you that, that, uh, you know, endears to so many different types of of, uh, of music fans. You're just so well-rounded. What is it about sticks? Do you, do you feel like your creative muscle that you get to flex it in sticks enough? Or is there times when you really, you know, ha- have these things on the side that you want to, to try to make time for or to do, or do you have anything like that maybe even coming up?
2: Yep. Since, since about 2010, in 20, my first 11 years in Sticks, I decided, you know, I can't do my solo career and my and my and, and be in a band, you know, the of, of the magnitude of Sticks. So I put my solo career completely to one side. And you know, people in the United States, they, they didn't even know of it anyway, because my records weren't released there. But in Canada, I had multi-platinum records uh, prior to me. The year prior to joining Sticks, I was playing a lot in England. And on major tours there, I was opening for a couple of bands, also played at the opening of Princess Diana's Memorial with the BBC Orchestra. And Todd Serkman was at that show. It was, that's just six, maybe four months before I joined. And what's funny is when my name came up as someone that could join the band, Todd said, I don't know, he might be really busy. (laughs) Do it. But you see, when a band with that kind of a that that kind of a history and that kind of a, an impact in the world, when what it's quite an honor actually to be asked to join something of that of that level. Firstly, secondly, I'd had fourteen years of a solo career. I saw Sticks when I opened a show for them in Montreal, and I was really impressed with their show. And I know this is going to sound really curious, but a couple of my friends that I was saw them with I commented I, I can see myself being in a band like this in fact I can see myself being in this wow. band. <laughs> it's really odd it's I mean I've never said that in another show and it's it just struck me there was something about the character of the band the spirit of the band that felt that way and then I never heard from them for two years so I thought well I guess I was wrong and well so when they, <laughs> when they called I was I thought they wanted me to go and open more shows for them, but when when Tommy and JY said no, we, we'd like you to be in the band. You know, I thought this is this is a great moment when I can finally play for an audience in, in the United States. Um, I've had a great run as a solo artist, and I'll I'll come back to it when the time allows. So now, in addition to the hundred stick shows we do a year since 2010, I do usually somewhere between 10 to 15. I think 15 was my highest number of of gallon shows in Canada Mm -hmm. and it's funny every time I come back from doing them Tommy Shaw always comments there's something happens when you go and do that and then come back to the band you bring something new something something fresh comes back in And, and it's just a way of keeping the spirit invigorated within the band Todd does great things with the clinics he does around the world with drummers Tommy does you know there's an endless supply of things that he's offered to do and so between the three of us and the, and the other guys and you know Ricky went and did an album for uh, uh, Ronnie Montrose you know Chuck's always you know being himself he's the center <laughs> the center of the band as is JY so we all have we all have great tools that we bring back
0: to the band whenever we reconvene. Well you guys are heading out on this initial run here with Collective Soul which to some may yeah. seem like as an odd pairing bands kind of from two different uh, eras but yet yeah. I think that um, you know I I know Ed Roland and uh, we got Dean Roland coming up here I think next week so I, I I've seen Ed I've, I've rocked out with Ed at a Sammy Hagar show before I think that that guy is so in tune with so many different types of music that band really is underrated and just kind of talk about this pairing and going out with them and if you've ever had any run-ins with them before this or or is this kind of kind of a new ball game here? Well we we have we have played with them a couple of
2: times and they are great they're just a great yeah. Band. And they, they, they sound great play, great, really good backstage hang guys. <laughs> um, so all of that's important. You know, all of that's yeah. that, that, all those are all important factors, obviously, but I think we touched on it, even though they are, you know, if you want to kind of put them into the nineties bracket, you know, they, I mean, they stretch big way beyond that, but I mean, if you want to put them there, as we mentioned, the last 50 years, you've got sticks represents the seventies, the early eighties, Collective Soul is the 90s, but the two of us have been touring, both bands have been touring over the, the past 20 years in this millennium. And we're still making new music. And so we're trying to stay as connected to audiences as we can and give them something a bit different. And collective soul, I, I don't think anyone's going to be disappointed at all.
0: Absolutely not. Both bands with uh with with new albums coming out, and we're we're so excited for yeah for everything. We're so excited for this, Lawrence. I'm telling you, this is this uh, this is this is gonna be just tremendous. We can't wait, uh, you know, to be a part of it coming up here. And we hope everybody will go uh, to the band's website, uh, sticksworld.com. You get all the dates and there's a bunch out there. So get out to one. It's gonna be uh, a true experience. Uh, Lawrence, before we let you go, man, we got to hit you with our final four drum roll, which is four quick questions and you just give us whatever comes to mind. Ooh, okay.
2: okay. We'll hit have it. fun.
0: Okay, now um, what is the last concert that you attended uh, as a fan if you can even remember back that far
2: i can i can i can it was roger water oh no i'm wrong sorry elton john farewell yellow Brook road wow yeah, that's a pretty october, good one october 2019 yes managed to squeeze that one in and loved it. Go ahead. Next question. Next yeah.
0: question. Um, are you? You you uh, made a post the other day talking about you. You live in Toronto. The NHL playoffs are on. Are you? Do you have a favorite NHL hockey team? Is it? And is it the Maple Leafs?
2: I live here in Toronto, right? I live here in Toronto. So uh, by law, yes, I have to. I have <laughs> to. No, I, I'm a Maple Leaf fan. It's funny you asked. I did not expect this from from Missouri, <laughs> but yeah, I happen to have my iPad here and. Did, there's, there's the front there's me at five years wow. old Wow!
0: Yeah.
2: so this yeah, goes back
0: this goes back okay i, didn't
2: know you were gonna ask that. I just had this sitting here
0: and yes so there's well, that yes I, I, I am i am going to be cheering for the maple Leafs just for you we wish we had a team here in missouri you know we've we've got the kansas city chiefs we have got the kansas city royals but no nhl and uh, i think that that'd be great here we wish we had well, it was, well you won,
2: won a stanley cup a lot more recently than we did the blues the, the blues did a yeah.
0: Um, you're right yeah, about that. that. Yeah. Uh, that's amazing. There's okay. Enough. So, um, I know Styx has been busy working on a new album. You're a musician. You're working on new material a lot, but in the last year and a half, are there any show or shows on, on Netflix or streaming that you haven't had a chance to catch up on thanks to the old pandemic? Here? Oh.
2: oh, yes. Yes. There, there, Oh my God. I don't want to, I don't want to miss any. out. I, I really loved, um, Okay, I'll go back through the years. It's a lot of shows. I loved Ricky Jay's uh, Afterlife. I thought that was great. Uh, there was another one called, oh, oh, man, come on. I got into some really amazing foreign ones for a while. There's one about a prime minister in Belgium. Oh, come on, the names are escaping me. I want to I suddenly put Netflix up and start naming them properly.
0: Yeah, I um, wouldn't write them down. I was ready to get
2: make a list. Far- Fargo, far, uh, Fargo, although it had to it stopped uh, into the pandemic. I can give you... A, Oh, shoot. Cargo's awesome. Yeah, great. Uh, incredible show. I rewatched the get a load of this. My sister had never seen Breaking Bad. And so Ooh. I decided she was going to watch it. So, because she was asking me these questions, I decided I, I watched the entire thing again, all five seasons, uh, just to see Brian Cranston's acting. Great. Uh, that, that was one of the most enjoyable things. I want to give some people something new, though, that I said, oh, I know Ted Lasso. I That's love great. That's great. that was fabulous.
0: Um,
2: I can keep going, but unfortunately, they're not popping into my head. Right no, that, that's great. I'd say before. Oh, I'm, in the, I'm in the midst of right now. I've just started into, because she hosted the SNL the
0: other night, uh, The Queen's Gambit, and I'm enjoying that very much. that. I like that, that is tremendous. Uh, before you play the show here at Lake of the Ozarks here in a few months, you may want to watch Ozark, and then you you may not want to come after that. Oh, but
2: Sorry, sorry. I've, I've seen all of Ozark. You have. I love that show so much. And yes, I keep trying to spot various uh, parts in that show that are, if if they're shot there or have been there, is it
0: Lake of the o- Ozarks where they? Where yeah, they they, they actually shot the show most of it in Georgia. So a lot of the landmarks. I no wonder, I'm so insane. familiar. I remember right. uh, George, Georgia. Georgia is one of the greatest parts of Ozark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does, and there's a, there's a a part where Ario Speedwagon plays a show at, at know. a casino you know, there, right? And they're they're actually playing at the same venue you guys are a week later uh, this year. So it's a, in a case of life imitating art. Yeah, what that was on like
2: a steamboat or something. Yeah, it?
0: that was like the uh, the casino that they that the that the family put in there or something. That yeah, yeah, that yeah. was yeah. that they were laundering money through. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So <laughs> weird stuff that's going right. on here. This is great um last thing lawrence um then we will let you go and we can't thank you enough for your time do you have and i'm not trying to get a get an exclusive or a teaser out of this i'll just say this if if there was a song from the new album that you might be really excited if you had the choice to to play live this summer what what would one song be the uh, off the new album that you might want to play live this summer not that it will be happening but if you had the choice I would love to play Crash of the Crown. It's a title yeah. track, and because it goes through so
2: many shifts in a short four-minute four thing, it's very dramatic for stage. But I also really like, there's a song called Common Ground, and I think it's got lots of elements that I think
0: a lot of people can relate to after being through what we've all been through. Long live the king is my vote. I know management yeah. will be taking notes of this right here, so we're we're, we're ready to do it. Lawrence, you That's are absolutely good. the best, my friend. This has been so cool being able to do it do it this way, uh, face-to-face. Yeah. And we can't wait to see you yeah. here in Missouri in a couple of weeks, man. Thank you so much.
2: I'm really looking forward to Sticks coming back to Missouri in a couple of weeks. Great
0: to talk to you, Plenty. Great mm-hmm. to see you. Always a pleasure, Lawrence. Thank you so much, sir.
2: Cheers.
0: Tremendous to catch up with Lawrence Gowan for the first time on Zoom, doing it uh, quote-unquote face-to-face. Lawrence is one of my favorite people. I think he does just an amazing job in Sticks. I think, you know, and we've had Dennis DeYoung on this show before. I think Lawrence Gowan is the right guy for Sticks, and he has been there for over 20 years. Guys, when you go see Styx, he is every bit as much of that experience as Dennis DeYoung ever was. So keep that in mind, and, and keep in mind the fact that this new album, which is Crash of the Crown, it comes out June 18th, um, wherever albums are found you can get it anywhere on any digital outlet. So, without a further ado, we got another guest, and he's a tremendous friend of the shows from Collective Soul. It is Dean Roland. Let's hit it, Dean, my friend. It has been a while, my brother. Welcome back uh, to the show, man. It's uh, great to have you joining us, man. How's everything been going, brother? It's been, it's been a minute. What's been up?
1: It's been a while. Uh, doing great, dude. Uh... Doing a lot of a whole lot of not playing shows and a whole lot of not doing nothing. Raising my daughter <laughs> during
0: this <laughs> pandemic. Interesting. Well, but, did you uh, did you also become a a, st- a teacher during that time? Because I know so many parents with kids at home had to had to assume the role uh, of of math, science, English, and and uh, social studies teacher. Did that that fate befall you as well?
1: Well, here here's what we're working on here. We're working on colors and our abc she's only two she's ah. not she's down, i'm telling you she's good she's good wow your she abc she's she's uh she's two and a half so we, we i've had fun like normally like i'd have been on the road so so much of, of her young life that uh that was kind of a cool blessing uh, silver lining out of this whole thing being able to spend some time that i, that I wouldn't normally would have been able to
0: Absolutely, absolutely, and and uh, collective soul though. As as far as you know, concerts coming back and things like that. Collective, you guys were, you know, kind of playing shows a few months ago. What what was that like? Kind of, you guys were kind of on the forefront of getting uh, uh, of the return to rock, as as I've called yeah. it. I mean that that was pretty yeah, was, cool. What was that like? Kind of being, kind of at the at the beginning of all this, coming back and, and playing was, shows.
1: It was it was great. Like, so we they did we played three shows in Atlanta, it was our hometown, and. They did like the social distance. They kind of blocked off, sold tickets and fours or whatever, whatever procedure that they felt was safe, you know, for everyone. But I, my brother and I we were backstage before the show, and I'm like, "What is this funny feeling?" I'm, I'm, oh, I think I'm nervous. I haven't, <laughs> I haven't felt nervous in like 15 years. I think mean, this is like the longest stint we've gone without being on stage. Uh, but it was so much fun. We, yeah, it was, it was a blast. Um, looking forward to, to doing it again. It, it's. Uh, It's been such a, for everyone, and, you know, such a crazy year, sad year, all kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it's getting back to. Yes, kind of
0: that, that is the case, and for you guys heading out on the road this summer first with our good friends from Sticks, we have Lawrence Gowan joining us on this uh, very podcast that will air coming up here as well, so uh, some Sticks yeah. representation and now Collective Soul. Now, this is a pairing that I never would have uh, drawn out of a hat, but Dean, here we are. Yeah. I'm excited for it. You guys are going to be here in Missouri yeah. for two shows. How excited are you going to be uh, to go out on the road with Sticks for a few shows, man? This is great.
1: Oh, we love it, man. We'd, I mean, Huge fans of those guys, and, and we've had the good fortune of becoming friends with them over the years. We've played some shows, and uh, we've never done a tour together, but there's been like one-off festival dates and, and stuff like that, and I've seen them on my own. So, And, and we've just been, like I said, like become b- buddies. Like Tommy and uh, my brother Ed are, became really close. Ed, Ed sang on Tom, one of Tommy's solo records a few years back. That's and right. Tommy sang on uh, backup vocals on one of the songs on our last record. That we release. so it, it, it's it's all mutual respect, and those those dudes have been killing it for years. So it's a lot, a lot of respect, love.
0: This is sort of proof to me uh, that you can't really pigeonhole Collective Soul, because I have seen you guys now uh, on, on a festival with Hailstorm and Sammy Hagar. I've seen you guys on the same stage as the Scorpions, and I've seen you guys. Uh, you know, out there on your own. I've seen you with, I mean, just about uh, anything you could think of. It's, it's... The
1: one that, the one that surprises me the most about because so, we've, we've done it. I, I agree with you. We've been all over the place. Yeah. So you can kind of, we can kind of make it work with, the one that gets me and, it, and it's, and they're some of my, they're my heroes. The first time Metallica played in South Africa, we opened for them. And wow. we did their, yeah, we did the tour, the tour with them. And I like, and in my head, I'm like, "This totally doesn't fit," but I don't give a shit. Like, I am so, <laughs> I'm so, I'm so excited to just share the stage. But like, actually, just being able to stand on the side stage and watch James Hetfield just do his thing like that was like a, a treat. So, to your point, yeah, we we can kind of we run the gamut of of. Types of artists that we can
0: play with. I, well That's what's tremendous. That's what I mean. You guys just can fit on any bill. That's that's really tremendous and helpful. And I think later in the summer you're going out with better than Ezra and Tonic for for more shows. Maybe more yeah. bands that fit into whatever the yeah. '90s thing. But the, another yeah. great couple of bands you guys are going out with. So this is a loaded summer for you guys.
1: Yeah, it's gonna. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's gonna be great. We're, we're ready to go.
0: Well. Cool. Um, what does this say? Because, you know, for you guys, for you, for your brother, Ed, and for Will, and you guys have been doing this. We're, we're nearing the 30 year mark, not to date anybody, but you guys have created some pretty tremendous musical fusion together. What is it about that? That three, the you you guys that have been around, you know, now the longest, that is able to keep this machine running with with you know consistent new music, top build touring. I mean, you guys, there's something about the the chemistry that that you guys have, and what and what can you put your finger on it? What is it about that you original three that that keep this thing roll, rolling like you do?
1: They just do what I say. Perfect. I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. in all seriousness. I'm just joking. In all seriousness. I, having the history that we had, like Will's father in our small town where we grew up, his dad owned the a, a recording studio and Ed is nine years older than Will and I, he that's where he learned his he got his like studio engineer chops. He was like, learned his way around the studio and Will's dad's studio. So recorded music. And then it's just like this hometown knit thing. Like I've known Will, since I, as long as I've known anybody, like, like they grew up just down the street, so there's that kind of thing, and then it really is like just shared passion for music. It really, I mean, that's that's our, our priority aside from our family and friends and life. But music is, is the thing that really ties it together, and we enjoy it and we enjoy playing it together. And, and for the most part, most times, we enjoy each other, what? so yeah. Like,
0: well, I, it's funny, because I always picture, like, you know, uh, Ed's nine years older than you. I always picture him, because, like, I know he's, like, this huge, eclectic music fan. Like, I saw it. it was that festival you guys played here in Kansas City, Rockfest, and I was, like, mm-hmm. watching, watching Sammy Hagar, and he's, like, I just look, he's uh, in the crowd, just in front of me, like, I, I mean, just rocking out. So, I'm picturing you guys, like, growing up together in Georgia, and him, like, forcing you to listen to Cheap Trick records or something, and, like, what, what, was, the, what was the relationship well, like between you two growing well, up? He
1: wouldn't force it. He, I wasn't forcing... It was weird, like, since he was so much older, it would be like, I just saw these records in the house. So they'd be like, Dream Police by Cheap Trick, or another one you mentioned, Sammy, like heavy metal soundtrack, but Sammy had this heavy metal song on there. And for me, it was like, I lived in my own record store. And I was just a, you know, say eight year old, nine year old kid, and my brother's like 15, 16. He's just, he's out like playing basketball or playing music or doing something had zero relationship with him at that point. Like I didn't really know he, I just didn't know any better, but I knew there was some cool music in the house. So that, that's how I learned that we, we literally had similar tastes and it was so much of it was dude, because he, of, of what he was bringing home. So it sure. was bonded on all of that stuff. And it, and it was not, it was, it was a natural organic bond of similar taste in music. It wasn't like a horse, horse thing So that, that, that was a definitely a benefit of having an older brother that was into music, and I mean, that was his absolute passion.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I tell you what, Ed, Ed's looking good these days, man. He cut the hair down a little bit. He look, he looks good. He doesn't look nine years yeah. older than you guys. He's looking good, and he's always been a great frontman, underrated frontman, I think.
1: I totally agree. He, he's he's really honed that craft, and it's, that's not an easy thing to do. Like when you got to engage with a crowd and and Make it work like that, and seeing, and you know, he, he, I think the short of it, he does a great job. Yeah, he is looking good. He's he stays active. He's he's his spirit is still that twenty-two year old kid that just wants to play music and do his thing.
0: Absolutely. Well. Uh, you know, Dean, we got to talk about uh, the new EP you guys have out. It is called Half and Half, uh, where you did a couple covers and a couple uh, originals. What What was kind of the the genesis uh, for doing this? I thought, uh, you know, this is coming off of uh, your Blood album from 2019, which was critically and certainly fan-acclaimed. You know, what Did you just kind of want to get back in the studio and crank a couple tunes out? Of course, the one I love by R.E.M., uh, Opera Star, Neil Young and Crazy Horse, great stuff. And two really good originals, man. What was kind of the antithesis for, for going back in the studio?
1: Well, we wanted to have something like that out we wanted to, to release it on record store day we you put it on the vinyl and, and, and celebrate that that thing so we, we had been playing the one I love on like as a cover like a lot li- on the live set for about a year and we loved it it's so much fun and um, so when we decided we wanted to do this thing and did the half and half idea like half cover songs and a half original. Uh, we were like, that's an obvious choice. We love R.E.M. They're heroes of ours. We're going to do that. And then the Neil Young, the opera star thing came. Ed, we keep a turntable in the back of the bus and play vinyls back there. And we all kind of collect them. And Ed really does. But um, were, I want to say we were in like in Washington. We found this record shop. And Ed had been looking for this Neil Young, the one that opera stars on forever. And he, he found it. And we just – we're just like totally loving it, listening to it. And when we decided to do the half and half thing, he, we all were like, "That's that's the one. We can, we can have fun with this thing." And it's just kind of a nod and a respect, appreciation to a couple of our heroes.
0: Yes, uh, absolutely. And of course, REM, another another Georgia band. So there's uh, that connection, yeah. Athens, Georgia, which I which I didn't realize. That because uh, I have a lot of friends in Athens and I've been to some Georgia Bulldogs games down there. But man, that Ge- Athens, Georgia, which is not far from where you guys grew up, is just it's it is a it is like a mini Austin with regards to this crazy music scene, a lot of history, and it's just a really cool place. Like a lot of people don't really talk about that Atlanta, you know, down into into <laughs> Athens, but really, good stuff, yeah. That's a great.
1: Well, it is kind of like a mini Austin. Yeah. I, it will stay that way because it, it doesn't have the infrastructure to get as big as Austin. Right? It really is. I've love, always loved Athens. Love it. I, I, when I graduated high school, I had some buddies that went there, and when i to get off the road and go visit, and it was so much fun. Yeah. And 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 the musical history there is pretty, pretty rich.
0: Yeah, it is. I'll tell you what, uh, Dean. Before we let you go, man, we got to hit you with our our final four drum roll, which I guess would be better suited for Johnny Rab. But we're gonna put you in the spotlight here. Four quick questions, and you give us uh, whatever comes to mind. Sound good? Okay. So you uh, you're from Atlanta. We talked about Athens, Georgia. Are you a sports fan at all? Do you cheer for any sports teams? And if so, which ones?
1: I I do. Uh-oh. Uh oh. Yeah. Let's go. Uh, what, what do you what? got? <laughs> Can I give a dissertation as to why? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. People. This doesn't
0: have to be. No, yeah, you, yeah. Let us know. You got to tell the story if it's a. Yeah.
1: Okay, I just kind of. So I, I just grew up uh, uh, a basketball fan. Okay. Uh, and a, as a kid, yeah. So uh, in I'm a I'm a Georgia Tech basketball, college basketball fan. Interesting. That's, that's, yeah.
0: That's I I've and, not, and, That's cool. That's cool. I like that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's uh, that, that's honest. And if I went further, I, I would be a Lakers fan because I love—not because I, of, of Lakers as much as I've, i just love Kobe Bryant. Yeah, he's my favorite player.
0: That's awesome. Huge fan as well. Absolutely, we do a lot of sports here, so that's that's good. Georgia Tech—they they went to the Final Four around 20 years ago. Which I'm in Missouri, Big Mizzou basketball <laughs> fan. We have not yet cracked the Final Four, and uh, you know I might be much older when that actually occurs. So
1: Tech Tech getting going. go. They did it back when UNLV had the uh, Larry Johnson. And
0: that was a Scott, great team, but, too. Yeah. Man, that, that, was a,
1: that
0: was basically an NBA. <laughs> Stacy Ogman, yeah, Larry Johnson, that's uh, insane. Um, okay, next again. next question for you, Dean, is what is the last concert that you attended as a fan, kind of before the world went insane? Oh, god,
1: that's a great. Oh, you know what it was? And I know, I know it's the last one because it was right as. And, was kicking off and, but it hadn't, there were no like, uh, restrictions yet. So it was really early and they hadn't done, the, there wasn't a shutdown basically is what I'm saying. But I was, went to the bathroom and they would let people in the bathroom and then they would spray down the bathroom in, in the, the theater. Wow. And it was, uh, it was, uh, Bruno Mars.
0: Oh, wow. Awesome. That's, uh, it was, a, it was amazing. That's a, that's <laughs> a great, fun. that's a great one. Um, I, mine should be Kiss. I was on my way to see Kiss March oh, 12th, awesome. except for it didn't happen. Uh, Dean, it was canceled while I was on my way to Tulsa, Oklahoma for Kiss and David Lee Roth. So that was not my last show. It was Aerosmith in Vegas about a month before that. So that's not bad either. Okay. We'll take that. How,
2: how, was, how was the
0: Aerosmith show? That was great. It was right before uh, Joey Kramer came back on drums. So they had a, a different drummer, I think from like Hurricane Alice, I think, weirdly, from the 80s hairband they had filling in. Yeah. It was great, though. It was a great setup, and it was just, you know, uh, really, really enjoyed it. Um, how did they do that real quick? Like, yeah. How did they
1: do their, that, that was part of their residency, right?
0: Yes, yeah, I think they did, uh, they did like 10 or 11 shows, and they spread it out by, you know, a month here, a month there, so they kind of, they probably did about 30, 40 shows in total, but. How
1: did they do, like, what was their set like? Were they just, were they, did they do just, a um, Mix of all of it kind of thing. Yeah, they
0: they alternated about four or five songs every every show it looked like and then, you know, uh, of course the classics could stay in there but like they, would you know, kind of they they'd put in uh, I don't want to miss a thing or some you know, commercial hits and they'd spread wow. those out but they would you know, they they played like let the music do the talking like some really good uh oh, cool. Yeah, I know it was awesome. Um so yeah, it was that was, so I I've hopefully remember how to do this actually This is crazy, but my next concert is, in fact, going to be here uh, in Kansas City. You and Sticks. Collective Soul will be the first band that I have seen on a stage in uh, a year and, and like 15 months. Coming up June 25th. How about that? Oh,
1: wow. That's, yeah, that's amazing. It's a lot of pressure.
0: Just, no pressure, collect us all. Put the,
1: put the pressure
0: on us. <laughs> no, that's going to be awesome. Um, yeah. Okay, so what? Uh, question three: What show or shows? I know you've played dad quite a bit, so the, the, this may this answer may be maybe some kid shows. But what show or shows did you kind of catch up on during uh, during the pandemic on streaming and stuff like that?
1: Oh gosh, um, what did I watch? <sighs> that's a great question.
0: I mean, any, like, Ozark, Cobra Kai, I mean, anything like that strike ya? Uh,
1: have you heard of, uh, so I watched Shit's Creek?
0: Yeah, good one. Hilarious.
1: That was funny. That was good. Um, what other ones did I see? I
0: I mean, other than, of course, Blue's Clues, and, um, I don't know what's even... I
1: I, I watched, uh, I did this, actually, not too long, well, a little bit back the Ted Lasso.
0: That's hilarious. Great show there. <laughs> I, I,
1: I totally kicked through right through that one.
0: Great, great show. Um, okay, final question uh, for you, Dean, is give us just, I mean, I guess this is kind of a broad, this doesn't really lend itself to a, a couple of words, but I guess uh, since, you know, Woodstock was such a big deal, 1999, Collective Souls on the Bill, You what, just give us some, some memories or a, a story or something crazy that you saw maybe at Woodstock 99.
1: It's like 99. You know that day, like, we played before all the, the mayhem had
0: That was the Limp Biscuit day, I think, wasn't
1: it? Yeah, that was that day. So we literally kind of walked in. We did our show. It was great. Lots of people, and it was fun, and all of that. And then we just kind of left totally naive and, and ignorant to all the stuff going on. Got in the van. Went back to the hotel, and then we're, like, like reading, like, on the, like, like, you didn't have Twitter and stuff, but, like, (laughs) word was coming, like, phone calls were coming in, like, it was, like, complete mayhem. I mean, oh, my God. It was, like, it was, apparently, it was awful. And I would, we were doing interviews after that, and I I didn't have any kind of, like, um, thing to say, because ours was just, like, we went in, played our show, and it was kind of, it was kind of great. We did our thing and then left totally skirted around that all of that mayhem so I can't really in all honesty share too much of the debauchery I didn't didn't, we didn't experience it well it was a
0: great show nonetheless you guys had a great set and it was early in the day so you got in got out you know that's the mark of a true veteran band that gets in plays their set and gets out and has no story to tell at all now that's that's the best (laughs) story of all right there (laughs) <laughs> it's, it's not a great story, but it's, it's honest. <laughs> yeah, I was really hoping for a great blabbermouth headline there, Dean. We'll we'll forgive you for that. Uh, no. Dude, thanks so much for, for hopping on with this man. I hope everybody will uh, go to the website, collectivesoul.com. You can get all the tour dates for uh, everything you guys got going on this summer. And, of course, the EP is half and half. Hope everybody will go pick that up on vinyl. That's the way it's meant to be for Collective Soul. Dean, we'll see you here in Kansas City in just a couple weeks, my friend. Can't wait to do it.
1: Thanks, Clint. Nice to talk to you.
0: You guys. bet. You too, sir. A big thanks to both of our guests, Lawrence Gowan from Styx, Dean Rowland from Collective Soul. The two bands are going to be out on the road touring together, and it uh, all begins here on June the 16th. The tour starts aptly in St. Augustine, Florida, before heading to Georgia, Mississippi, on into Kentucky, Nebraska. And uh, we'll have them here in Missouri for two shows, uh, June 25th and 26th in uh, Kansas City, and then uh, Lake of the Ozar in Camden, Missouri. Go to either sticksworld.com or Collectivesoul.com, and you can get information on uh, both bands which have new albums. Of course, Collective Soul has the EP Half and a Half, and Styx has the new album Crash to the Crown. Check them out. Check out everything that they're doing, and uh, we thank you guys for your support. Road to Rock podcastcom that is the website where you can get all of our information, show reviews, interview archives, it's all there. Always appreciate you hitting that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, any way you choose to take in your podcast. And if you uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel, you can get 95% of these um, interviews done in video format on Zoom. Great American Sports and Entertainment Network, that is our YouTube channel. All our content falls under. We decided to load everything up under one YouTube channel. So Great American Sports and Entertainment Network, that's where you can subscribe. That's where you can get it. Thank you so much for being on the road to rock with Clint Switzer.